0: Back for the another episode of the podcast. Okay, this episode is actually from my former business coach Kara Baroni. I absolutely love Kara. She is a whiz at teaching you how to, you know, juggle your nine to five and start a business on the side. This episode came from my business manifesto. It was such a special episode to record because I got to interview Kara about, you know, like her best tips after all these years coaching people that still work a full-time job. Let's face it, with this quarantine, we've all felt like we've got a full-time job in addition to starting an online business, right? So I think this can really come in handy for you because if you're juggling homeschooling and your kids being at home, you might not have as much time to work on your business as you thought. That might make you feel like you can't juggle it all, right? So take a listen to this episode, even if you're not in a nine to five anymore. I think you could really benefit from listening to it. And also, you know, Kara's just an amazing person. If this episode is speaking to you, I want to invite you to my upcoming internet famous Instagram course. I see so many women that are focused on followers and focused on, you know, Instagram as a way to, you know, grow their business. And it can be, but the followers aren't the thing, y'all. I really used to hate Instagram, I'll be honest, and now I absolutely love it. This is my favorite place to go every day. It's my favorite place to post. I love doing Instagram stories. And most importantly, I love getting messages saying, How do I buy and how do I work with you? You know, like if you are not getting messages in your DMs saying, How do I work with you? How do I pay for your program? Like how do I do, you know, what you're what you're offering, how do I join, then I invite you to join this program. You are going to learn how to create a standout brand on Instagram that makes people become magnetized to you and you're like the first person they go to see every day. You are going to learn how to sell in your in your Instagrams and in your posts and most importantly, how to talk to people in the DMs so that you're not awkward as fuck and so you can actually make sales. And you can actually get people to click on the link in the bio and you'll see money coming in from your programs and from your hard work that you've been doing. So if it's been stagnating there and you're not really sure what's going wrong, I invite you to join my program. It starts at the end of May. Reach out to me on, Insta- on um, Instagram at XOCassieMcKenzie or you can reach out to me on Facebook and um, tell me you heard about it on the podcast. That'd be wonderful without any further words from me. Here's the episode. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing y'all soon. And thanks for listening. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Welcome to the Manifestation Queen podcast, your filter-free and uncensored source for all things manifestation. I'm Cassie McKenzie, and I'm a manifestation expert. I'm here to raise your vibes and your cash flow. Listen, I've manifested everything from a beer, a six-figure salary, my husband, and homes, and more, and I am spilling everything I can on this podcast so you can learn how you can do the same. The more fun I have, the more manifestations appear, and the more money I make, so it's my obsession to show you how you can be, do, and have anything you want. So join the movement to raise your income and your impact on this world become a manifestation queen and create a life that feels like a vacation. Let's do the damn thing. So Kara was my business coach and she's amazing. Um, I hired Kara when I was working in my nine to five and Let me just tell you, she really is a great business mentor and a strategist for corporate women who are ready to build a profitable online business while juggling their nine to five. She is consulting at LinkedIn and she's built an online empire during her lunch break and loves helping other women do the same. So it's definitely possible. Um, I think you just had a course that launched about building your business on your lunch break, like literally one to two hours a day. So when you follow her strategies, you're able to you know, start from nothing and really create something quickly. So I welcome Kara to the Business Manifestival.
1: Thanks, Cassie. What a great warm welcome. Yeah, guys, Cassie and I had worked together when she was leaving her nine to five from sales and loves everything wealth. So if you guys ever have anything around wealth consciousness, making more money, she's your yeah. gal.
0: Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love it. So, you know, um, I'm just going to get right into it. So Kara yeah. is still working at LinkedIn. And I don't know if you've caught any of the other, um, uh, any of the other guest experts as they've been on, but it's funny how the theme of the Business Manifestable has all been about authenticity and it's been, um, it's something that emerged organically. So I didn't set out and I didn't tell people like, this is what you're gonna talk about. I mean, we we talked about like a general topic that they were, you know, that they're experts on and obviously you guys have loved all of, all the um, presenters that have come on. And it just so happens that they unwittingly talked about all the same like themes, you know, which is amazing, right? So. I know like you recently came out of the like coaching closet, (laughs) right? And Mm -hmm. um, like when we were, when we were coaching, she wasn't as open, you know, like about working at LinkedIn still. And that was a major decision that you made where you're like, boom, here I am. And I just want to explore that a little bit. So how did that feel? Like what made you come to that decision? And I'm sure there was like internal tug of war going on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it actually how it manifested is, um, and I speak very openly about like my a lot of my health issues I've had. So I just moved to Australia before I was living in England, plagued with mold fatigue, the whole nine yards. And so as I was going through this health journey, which now is clearly just a blessing, like it's what brought me into this personal development world. But as I was going through this health journey, I was having so much anxiety. So I started working with mindset coaches and, you know, really dipping into my faith and so on around exploring that anxiety. And I actually have not told this full of a story. So here we go. It's live here. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, what is making me anxious? And part of, I think, anxiety comes from, yes, of course, like living in the future, Mm -hmm. but also when you're not living your truth your body is telling you something. Right. And so I was really exploring, like, what am I not telling? Like, what is my truth that I'm not speaking? Like, am I hiding part of myself? And as I was exploring that actually, with one of my coaches and I'm like, you know what it is because I'm not speaking my truth that I have a wonderful, amazing corporate job and I do business coaching. And it was because twofold. Like one, I thought myself, like I'm an imposter if I'm not full-time in this coaching thing, right? Mm -hmm. Other people won't perceive me as a leader, as authoritative, as like I should be seen. And then two, like other coaches I had worked with, they're like, no, 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 just leave that out. Don't tell people that part of it. And so I felt like I was this fraud. It was this like tug of war. And I'm like, why can I not say that I have a amazing career that I'm really proud of and and I'm a wonderful great coach at the same time and I have a full coaching practice like why does it need to be a life of or instead of and Mm -hmm. and as I really dipped into and I explored that I was like no 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 because this is creating shame for myself and shame for other women who are saying you know I either like my career or maybe I like and using that money, it's very smart. And I'm having multiple revenue streams. I'm using it to fund where I'm starting my business. So if I was not speaking my truth, I was creating shame. And I wasn't allowing people to do the same. And my, my reel was only on Instagram stories or, or Instagram life, right? And I was like, no, 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 this is not okay. And that's truly why I decided to come out. Come out of the closet.
0: Come out of the closet, I know. So did everyone at LinkedIn know that you had the thriving coaching business? Or were you like afraid for that they would find out too. Um,
1: I'm not afraid for people to find out there. So LinkedIn is a very entrepreneurial culture. Like, Oh, what else are you doing? You're not just doing your nine to five, right? Like, are you giving to the community? Are you starting like your own startup, your own thing, not startup, but like your own business, like very, very much in support of that. Cause root is as all of our founders were like entrepreneurs yeah, my internet is successful. i saying it was unstable. So they are very much of support. Like people in my close life, there absolutely know, and they we actually even have a program where we say like our side hustles or other oh, things. Like cool. we we document that. Yeah, so yeah. we're very like open about it.
0: Okay, no, that's really cool because I think, um, you know, with being authentic and showing up, like, in your truth, and where you're in a place that you're fully in alignment with yourself, where you are, but also with who you want to work with, right, like, that's so important, Um, you know, the next step is being comfortable being visible, so, like, I know for me, when I was first starting my business, I was so afraid of all these people, like, what would they think, and, you know, what would it's usually people who really don't give a shit anyway. Um, <laughs> and then, but also, you know, there was a part of me that what, that was afraid that my company would find out because then they would think that, you know, like most cor- corporate America companies, I would say, aren't as entrepreneurial or accepting of you've got this thing going on on the side, you know, like I remember yeah. having a conversation like the VP of my company came and did a ride along one day where he spent the day with me. And he said, and I was telling him about, Oh, so-and-so coach, you know, makes this much money like per month and she built her business in, you know, two, three years. And now she just sells courses. I think it was like Amanda Francis probably I was telling him about, like she sells Mm -hmm. courses now online and you know, whatever his response was like, Oh, well, that would take a lot of extra time and they wouldn't be able to concentrate on their real job if they were distracted by all this other stuff. And it's like, do you encounter that with, you know, your clients and potential clients too? Like, are they afraid of the same sort of thing?
1: There's definitely always fear there for sure. and sometimes I do have to get to the root cause of, is that like your perceived fear that other people at your company think that, or is it like legitimate? Cause sometimes it is legitimate where their bosses are like, no, there's nothing else that you can do. Like yeah. this is your baby, your thing. But yeah. to be honest, I think it's a mindset shift that has to, and will start shifting because we see network marketing completely on the rise. Yeah. We see other people like wanting jobs and careers that allow some kind of balance. So allow a balance either with more uh, remote work, more family life balance, more work to like either be in the community more, like fulfill your purpose in other ways. So I actually see companies like have to evolve if yeah. they're gonna stay around because people, you know how it is, like you work your, you work your butt off, you work yourself into the ground sometimes for these corporations, they're starting to acknowledge they will not be able to attract and retain employees unless they start getting with the time. So it's not going to be an overnight thing, but what I'm seeing more and more, and because like LinkedIn is in the space of creating that evolution, that usually companies begin to follow suit of that. And I think that they're going to have to allow for flexibility, especially like how many people now have side hustles?
0: Yeah. A ton. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah well i think like at some level if you're you know like for them you know selling something for beach body wouldn't be the same perception as you know having a thriving coaching business where you're, you know you're doing all this in, in online you know it's all perceived fears though that never really come to you know fruition so completely agree so interesting um and then Okay, so then I remember I was in Bali within about a week of, and I left, and then you came in about a week. So while you were there, you had a big awakening too, right? Like there was a lot of, a lot that went on. Can you explore that too? Because I think a lot of us in nine to five jobs typically operate like a lot from the masculine energy. You know what I mean? We're like we're uh, like do do do. We have to do all this stuff, you know? And I forgot which awakening.
1: I'm like which one are you talking well, about? Yeah, that. so No,
0: talk about all of them. I think it's it's all accessible here. <laughs> yeah, so
1: Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of awakenings, but I would like to just finish up in saying so. When I stood in my power and my truth of I help corporate women, and I'm going to talk about that, I'm going to talk about juggling, I'm going to talk about time management, all the things, and I'm going to stand so like fierce and true in that. And those are the women I'm calling in. Everything shifted. My health shifted. I felt better all these clients are coming to me now. Like, Oh, I'm in corporate. I need to juggle. Like my messaging changed, my writing of content got so even so much easier and it's an evolution, right? Like it wasn't, that was never bad before, but it's a journey in evolution. So that was definitely so much clarity and then constant affirmations around that. The more and more I speak to people in Bali specifically Bali, as you know, is just a very like healing place where you can mm-hmm. talk about, um, so many different topics with the person next to you, you know, typically it takes a second to like go deep with people. You don't just sit next to them in a coffee shop, but not Bali, like everything's on the table, religion, politics, all (laughs) the things. And, and that was really special and magical to me. So in my business, I knew this year because I took the job with LinkedIn, um, to work on a special project in Sydney, which is why I'm in Australia now. I knew I had to like completely shift my business because I couldn't be in it as much. So it gave me permission to actually say, I'm only working high touch high end with like less than 12 women this year. And that feels good. And it, you know, me, like I talk to my clients all the time. Like I love like getting really close. Like, so I, from that I'm like, okay, I'm throwing in, I'm doing a six month mastermind now. I will be having community around that I'm selecting the people I work with. It's very like hand selected and, um, there'll be a retreat in it. So like Bali gave me like communities, everything to me. I forgot yeah. how much I like needed and loved community and those relationships that I made so quickly is like, cool. This shifts my business out. This is how I will do booting forward.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: other part is yes, you hit on it. I'm, a corporate ladder climber right like I'm in my masculine all freaking day like you you know like I'm very like strategic like okay we're gonna do this we're gonna do that like this is how it's gonna roll
0: yeah
1: and which is what has gotten me to where I'm at and I'm sure like you too in your corporate career right so totally it's like the things that have made us so successful are also our detriment and our downfall Mm right? So if we incorporate, you're expected to be in your masculine, you're expected Mm -hmm. to work all the time. You're expected to hustle. You get accolades from climbing that ladder, having, sending the emails at 9.00 PM at night, being the first in the office. So we're trained and we're groomed to be in our masculine. So over time I've had to unprogram my mind a bit Mm -hmm. from that. Yeah, And in Bali, I was like, you know what? There's no more doing in my business anymore. There's more being. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I stepped into the being, I was like, mm-hmm. everything shifted. I was able to relax, let things flow. My two words this year are love and flow. I never believed that could be a thing. <laughs> and my launch it after that. I just, you saw, I just launched, I had a um, multiple five figure launch again, while still, while moving to yeah. Sydney, while moving in between places. I'm not even in my full-time place, but it became flowy and easy because of the shifts I made in Bali to say, one, I'm going to operate in love and flow this year. Two, I believe in all this like energetic stuff that you have to have your energy be high. And the only way you do that is like dipping into that feminine energy and just like allowing things to be. And if one thing doesn't work, there's a lesson in that. And you learn and you pivot and that's cool. That's okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: So what were like, can you name a couple of things like in that shift that changed for you versus, you know, like a couple of, I guess how to not like situ, situations or whatever, like parts parts of your strategy that became more on the feminine side that you allowed to flow and how you did that. Mm. I I realize I asked that in a very masculine way. Like, how did you do that? How did don't you do really. that? Well, I think <laughs> that's, I don't know how, that's how to ask the part. question. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's it's such a good point, and I think it's how I think about my messaging in my product suite now. Mm -hmm. So because of this clarity, um, I realize depending on where people are in their journey, you're going to speak more masculine and more feminine to them. Mm -hmm. So for example, when people are just entering this entrepreneur world, they're going to be like me or how you were masculine right now, because they just want to know the how. So to your point, they're like, well, how do I do this? How do I price my services? How do I do this, do that? And that's great. So I'm going to sell in my content and my strategy, like in the program itself, the how, right. But then my higher level, like my six month mastermind container, it's no more how it's that trust. It's the ability to shift into confidence and faith and that feminine energy because, you don't need the how anymore. You know, the how there's a reason why you're not doing the things. So that's (laughs) dipping into you, how you feel about yourself. That is dipping into how you show up as the authority, as the leader, what your belief systems are. So I started from that experience now really dipping into like my faith and like my more woo side in, Mm -hmm. in everything. But, um, knowing that the mindset needs to be in every single like module every single embodiment like every single part that we do it's imperative because let's be honest there's only so many strategies you can do online yeah there really is there, yeah. there's not anything like that you like you said at the beginning you can't pick up a book or you can't google to do yeah yeah everyone can do that but it is it's allowing yourself to like be in that um, and then one instance in particular, you might be referring to this as well. I let a man order for me in Bali.
0: <laughs> oh no, I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> oh, so yeah, I met this guy, and he's just lovely. He's one of the he's like seven figure entrepreneur. He's just fantastic.
0: I think I trust and, his ordering capacity. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh, I, trust. I, think yeah. I would trust. I, I could. I could find the trust in that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Totally. I trust your taste, but no, it, and it's more that like he's so conscious. So we've had such conscious conversations and because he could see, like, I was like in Bali, I make no decisions. I let things come to me. I let things flow. That's the care of Bali. So he's like, do you mind if I order? And I'm like, Oh, praise God. No order, do the things. But normally I'd be like, oh, man, I just met's not ordering for me. No, no. Like all like, you know, female power. And he's like, I just really want I, – I knew where you were on this journey, and I wanted you to be able to stay in your feminine. So, like, I want to take that pressure off of you. Yeah. And that was such, in my mind, a sweet, thoughtful gesture that I really reflected on that later. And I was like, okay, I finally, like, put my own ego aside a bit. Yeah. And I'm like, I welcome the being. And mm-hmm. if that now means in my business I outsource more or I, like – let people into my world or my vulnerability more cool because
0: that's what makes us like really connect at that human level, you know? Right. Yeah, and it allows you to receive. So, like that feminine energy is all about receiving. So, yeah. in allowing him to order for you, then you're able to receive your food in a very great way, <laughs> and, and it's easy to just sit back and allow it to come to you.
1: Right. Like life can be easy. And now I finally made the decision. I'm like, no, it's going to be easy.
0: So it's a decision. Yeah. So that is so cool. I love it. It goes all along with everybody. Yes. So good. I can't, if I said more, I would ruin it. Okay. So (laughs) how about for, you know, if, people have been following along and either they have a business that they've started that isn't quite where they, you know, envision it going or maybe they're looking to pivot or maybe they have that nine to five and they're looking to juggle, you know, they've got a very busy life. So where do you suggest that they start? Cause you are the pro at this. So
1: in terms of getting started versus like a pivot potentially, yeah. I would say, If you're the very beginning stages of getting started. um, And I'm sorry, everyone, I have to say this, like get a coach, get a mentor, get something (laughs) because you can everyone can do it like we all have that within us to do it. Find books, whatever it might be, but it's more like, do you want to Reduce the amount of time. Time is the most valuable resource that we have. So why not reduce the time from learning from someone who's been there and done that? So first and foremost, like find someone that can like show you that path because again, at the beginning it is going to be the how, like it's the how it's the steps. It is like the strategy of course the embodiment, but it is, you can screw up the strategy, right? Like you can. (laughs) Um, So I think it's that. And then I think it is, if you are in corporate being very, very protective and specific about your schedule and your energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it comes back to your goals. Like what are your three big goals for this year? Mm-hmm. So my three big goals, and, and I'll share, which I haven't really shared pop um,
0: just publicly. everything out of you today. I know. This is amazing. I do, so
1: I'll tell you everything. So my three big goals... And I had to think about this when I moved to Australia, but it really helps to make the decision making easy and shorter. So like my health regaining my health, first and foremost, my business and finding a husband, those three things are like what I know I need to be open to and put time, effort, or at least like energy behind. But what it allows me to do, it allows me to say no to a lot of things. Yeah. So I see a lot of women struggling cuz they're people pleasers. They want to do all the things. And I'm like, if if there's a lot of asks or requests to me that aren't supporting one of those three things, mm-hmm. I give myself a break to say no. And I say, "No, I this see. is not supporting my like highest good right now." Yeah. So I really think that when you're getting started or even if you're thinking of pivoting, you have to know your three big goals so you can easily say no and you don't need to waste the time or energy to rethink about those. Yeah. What I see people doing is making the same decision over and over and over again. And they're questioning, they're second guessing themselves. I'm like, no, but if you know these three things, you're not wasting that energy because conserving your energy at this stage, you know how it is to juggle two things. Yeah. It like you have to conserve it. Yeah. The third part I would say is understand your zone of genius and your time of genius. Mm. So look at your corporate job, look at the things you've done. What are your credibility markers? What makes you good? What makes you unique? What makes you different? Stand in those as powers and truth. And yeah, of course there's going to be other people who are good at that. Like, that's what makes the world go round, but it doesn't mean you need to compare yourself. Right. It shows you that there's people who have done that and that you can do that too. It should be motivating. Yeah. So know your credibility markers, know what's going to make you different or good. And that you look at these things that prove to yourself that you have success, that you've done it before. You can do it again. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of your time of genius, like mornings for me are good. Like I love yeah. working in the morning and it, Honestly, it's for probably like 80% of women it's it's better to do the more um, difficult things in the morning because by the end of the day you've made so many decisions, you've talked to so many people, you're like I want to veg out on the couch. Yeah. That was true for me and still is. Like after I work all day at LinkedIn, I come home and I'm like, mm, I want to just do like a yoga or something that soothes my soul a bit more. So now I make myself get up at six and that takes a while, but the the tasks at the beginning that are either difficult, time consuming, require more brain power, do those in a time period that, you know, it's going to get done. It has to get done in the morning. Um, and you just need to manage your energy. It has to be in your calendar or most likely you're going to put it off.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yes. Yes. It's all like a, uh-huh or an uh-uh. <laughs> totally. And you're
1: not going to want to do it at first. Know that like not everything's going to feel easy and flowy at first and that's okay. Yeah. It, you know, you can make small things to make it feel better, like light a candle or like put some music on. Yeah. Um, but then it's like anything. It's like starting your job for the first time. It gets easier with time. You just need to trust in yourself to know that it's going to get easier. <laughs>
0: I was looking at Shannon's comment. She, Oh, hi, Carla. Hi, Sasha. And then Shannon says, husbands are overrated. That's what Everyone keeps telling me guys, but I want one. I'm calling him
1: in. If anyone has a single man in Australia that loves Jesus and is an entrepreneur,
0: send him my way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. That's so funny. Yeah. Sometimes I, you know what? Ian, if you're listening to this, you're not, you're the only one that's not overrated.
1: <laughs> we love you.
0: <laughs> so, um, oh gosh. Yeah. So, what you were saying though, for somebody starting out, I guess, so in balancing that, you can balance the feminine with the masculine. So, if I had it to do all, all over again, I would have my list of things that could be the strategies, right? But then getting in touch with myself, like what I enjoy doing, you know, what, how I enjoy, whether I enjoy writing versus going live or whether I enjoy one-on-one coaching versus, you know, doing group things or whatever. You know what I mean? Like whatever, if you're in touch with your authentic self and not trying to mimic somebody else who's successful, then that's the feminine part of it. Like the being, like putting yourself in that, that, version of you that already has a successful business and feels totally confident in it and then that's where you can add the strategies in to then totally in your business
1: i love that and that's what i'll work with my clients a lot on. i'm like okay here are two or three strategies or tactics we can do tell me about what you've done um in your corporate job to manage this project or launch this thing. And what you can see is people are normally, maybe they love like being the person who presents at meetings or maybe they're like, no, I'm going to like email everything out or I'm going to like track it in an Excel doc. Like you can see usually like what your strengths are and what you really like. So I'm like, cool, let's just do more of that. (laughs) Like you can make it in the way that you're actually good at because you're going to want to show up more if you are beginning to like let like truly leverage what flows easier to you.
0: Right, right. And I think a lot of it goes into like the energy that's infused in those strategies that you're taking. So if you're somebody who really likes sending the email out, then you're sending it out with all of this excitement and eagerness and like, oh yeah, this is what I'm great at. So you'd be probably great at posting, you know, or sending emails to your your list. You You wouldn't so much enjoy going live, but people would get to know you and feel the energy through other modalities, right? Versus somebody who likes presenting and then doing a 365 day live challenge would be great because people get to know them really easily and their energy comes through like the video more than it would the words, right? Yeah. Yeah, And I think it's that
1: exactly right. It's like leverage your current strengths and gifts for sure as much as we can, but to also know that you are a you've done more difficult things before and learning and flexing a new muscle is just that yeah it's going to take a little bit time you're Mm -hmm. going to screw up at first but like you know how to do this you were never perfect day one on your job but now you've perfected that right you'll do that again as well so I think it's also the mindset behind like doing new things
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and how about um So I know you mentioned for time management, right? You mentioned being able to say no, knowing the three pillars that, you know, that your goals for the year, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Once somebody's figured that out though, how do they, like say they have a nine to five and they have a family at home, how, how much time realistically should they expect that this could take for them?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is really truly going to vary based on where you are, like what your income levels are, and also your audience size. So, if you have been doing this for years, like out of pure like fun, like right, maybe you are a health coach and you for two years you've been giving health tips and this and that, and you have a large audience, you can optimize that and two hours a day and probably make great money, not to do a ton more work. But if you're getting started and you don't have that audience yet that takes more time like it takes doing things like this right like getting more eyeballs through like other people's audiences and, and hosting bigger things like this or yeah. hosting challenges so that mm-hmm. will take a little bit more time and you might need to dip into your weekend a bit and schedule in those things like i always recommend i do about an hour and a half two hours um probably now more like an hour but on sundays to do my content for the week like i'm very like um consistent and like methodical around that. Mm -hmm. So it's really going to vary on audience size, the maturity. So there's really not, and that's not a great answer, but there's not a one size fits all. Now. I think what I do see though is when you're thinking of, okay, well, can I leave my corporate job? Mm -hmm. Because the time has gotten so you're like, okay, well now I, I've exceeded the two, three hours a day that I could possibly put in and Mm -hmm. still give to my family and still be really great at my corporate job. That's when you start making the decisions. Like one, are you outsourcing? Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I said, like, you got to (laughs) outsource. Like there's no way I could be doing this if I didn't. And when I made different decisions with my, with different business models, I knew I had to outsource in different ways. So I think that's the first question is where's the majority of your time, your energy going? What things do you not like? And so then two, how do you hire the right person to be an extension to give you those hours back? So important, so critical. Mm -hmm. But if you've done that and you're reaching that really that tipping point, all right, is it now a time to go full in to your business? And then you just have to really assess like, what kind of person are you? Are you the kind of person who's like, cool, I need six months of clients signed on and hundred K in the bank. And then I feel safe yeah because everyone's safety level is going to feel completely different or some people are like no i need to just jump and know that i'm going to like really be scrappy and that's going to actually make me more productive and more successful Mm -hmm. so at that point it's really like assessing like what your safety levels are what your uh, self-trust levels are um and that's where it gets to be fun
0: yeah totally yeah and um, it's so true because everybody's got their own. You might be so fed up at your job that you're like, anything's better than this, you know, or it totally. could be, yeah, I think I want to just ease my way into it for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, so you mentioned outsourcing. What would you recommend the top things are to outsource and how? what's the timing that you would know that it's, you know, time to do that?
1: Yeah, so if you are really serious about staying in your corporate job, using that money to either fund your business or just like create that level of safety Mm -hmm. until it feels good for you, um, outsource before you're ready. Even if it does not make sense, like you're like, Oh, but I'm not bringing a lot of clients. I'm like, but if you free yourself up this much, you will probably have the time to do what you like to bring in clients. Mm -hmm. You'll have the time to be in the state of flow and energy that you like. That's going to attract people versus the burnt out version of you. Right. So I always ask like my clients, okay, well, what would the six six figure version of yourself do? Right. Like, would you outsource now? Um, who would you outsource? What would that team look like? Mm -hmm. So outsource before you're ready. (laughs) And then what people outsource is going to be very dependent on them. So I hate anything tech, not going to do tech. It's not going to serve anyone. I'm not gonna do creative because unlike you and I would always be like, Cassie, your stuff (laughs) looks so good. And I'm like, try to play in Canva, it takes me five (laughs) hours, it looks like crap. So that (laughs) is not going to be
0: though. It's like my outlet. That's my right. (laughs) And so
1: like that's why like you want to outsource that. I have to outsource that. So like what I think it really comes down to is understand what are your zones of genius, what gives you energy and what takes energy away yeah. so like I love this kind of stuff I could talk to people all day I want to be on boxer with my clients I want to be like like with them more like genuinely um that's my zone of genius I like content creation strategy that kind of stuff tech creative um onboarding process what else soil source um logistics calendar management That takes me from like this side of my like creativity, lovingness to like down here, it's going to suck all my energy. Mm -hmm. So I personally have all my clients like prioritize those two buckets. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to these things, document for a week or two or three, like what's sucking their energy, um, listing those out. And as they're listing them out also recording the process that it's that you're doing so you're killing two birds with one stone you're recording it so you can actually like onboard your new va so they see it they have it all there um and you're doing it in the meantime
0: Mm -hmm. oh so good yes i have a few things that i know i would do for sure (laughs) there you go get you outsourcing like oh make a note to do that so (laughs) um and, okay, so if somebody also, what would you say is the, num- Is the, um, you know, best way, if somebody's like, I know I want to start a business, I have this in me, I, I've, I just don't know, like, exactly which one to choose, I have so many ideas. Do you ever hear that? Like, I hear, I, I hear that pretty often, too. So
1: many. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I think because um, I tend to attract, I'm sure you tend to attract, like, very multi-passionate people. Mm-hmm. yeah and those would like because we have dreamt even if we'd never wanted to admit it we probably dreamt of entrepreneurship or some some way shape or form our whole lives so we have like the notepads of all the ideas all the podcasts all the blogs right yeah
0: yeah um
1: so what i would recommend is picking one thing to start only mm-hmm. one and one service offering that goes with it mm-hmm. literally only one because the other thing that we tend to do is we get overwhelmed and we burn ourselves out by trying to do all the things. Mm-hmm. We also do not become known for one thing if we're doing all these other things. And that, that does not help us in a saturated market, right? Mm-hmm. Like we need to stand out by becoming known as a leader in one thing. Mm-hmm. So pick one thing. Maybe validate it with um, your friends or your family. Like, hey, here are the three things. Or, or, what do you like? Ask them, like, what do you think I'm best at? Like, people are always wise when you ask them that. Yeah. I still do it to this day. I'll ask, like, my two friends or whoever that know of me, I'm like, what do you think your real specialty is? What do you think is best? And then I create more clarity and services around that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so start there. Then definitely start asking like doing some market research and talking to people to see truly like, are the words matching Are the, is the demand there? Mm-hmm. And then launch one thing only and give it a go. Like do a beta, give them a, you know, a, I always say, I always suggest starting with like your one-on-ones when you're working in, in a one-on-one environment, you're going to figure out like what you like, what you don't like, and you can't screw this up. Right. If you hate it, you hate the container one-on-one, maybe you're a group person, right? If you don't like um, the kind of client that you're working with, you now know what kind of client you would like working it with. If you don't like the materials and the content you're going with, that's a sign like that didn't work, but I learned everything. It's time to pivot. Let me try idea number two. the only way we learn is like truly giving ourselves fully to the process.
0: Yeah. Because like when you have your own business, you forget sometimes like you are... The CEO, you get to change. You don't have to wait for somebody else to tell you if you're allowed no. to change or not. So, and you know, I you do. might you might find that you really enjoyed idea number one, and that sparks idea number two. That then now you've got like two things that you can offer. You know, like right here. I know you mentioned different business model here. I know we we had some comments. Um, yes. Yeah, so Shannon says I'm totally there, and Carla said I'm there too. Yeah, where maybe not knowing exactly where to start. So let me know guys, if with ladies, I mean, was this helpful? Um, or do you, is, do you want us to dig a little more on that too? Um, cause you mentioned trying out different, um, strategy or wait, what was business word? models, business models. That's it. Yes. Business models. Thank you. So yeah. Can you, um, maybe elaborate more on, where you started, like the business model, you just mentioned a little bit, like starting with one-on-one and then you had the mastermind and then, you know, where you are today. Cause I know you've taken another, you know, another venture down another, you know, journey that's really worked out great for you too, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I typically suggest everyone starts with Mm one-on-ones, um, because I do think it, helps you flush out your unique methodology, your process. You're talking to someone like this. So you're able to really one confirm who your ideal client is, Mm -hmm. but two, like, um, get confident in your strengths, your abilities, figure out what you like, what you don't like. And there's no better way than weekly conversations like this when you can really go deep and and sort through it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you need to validate with your person across the room from you, but also yourself how that would look if you were to scale it, if you were to offer group programs, if you were to offer, um, um courses as well, but typically out of fear, we think to do the other. Mm-hmm. So one-on-one you're going to charge a few thousand bucks typically, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, but we think, oh, well, more people will buy if we do like a few hundred dollar course. So that is more challenging because you have to have a way bigger audience, Mm -hmm. right? Here, I could sign Cassie for $5,000 or something, right? But to make that amount of money with a course, you really need to grow your audience. So people do it completely backwards and opposite for the most part. Now, that's not to say it's not gonna work for some people, but what I found from the majority of people, I always say, start with your one-on-ones, which is what I did. So I did one-on-ones, booked that out, probably for about a year, and then I was like, okay, um, how do I now take all of these offerings and put them into something that can be a bit more scalable is when I created that as recordings, a mastermind style, something smaller in a group program. So I had my one-on-ones then I had my group, um, uh, and I did that gosh for about two years or so. And then from there, when I took the job in Australia, I was like, okay, I can't be in my business as much. I got to be in the office, I can be downtown Sydney. I'm doing all the things. What is my, um, the third part of my product suite, and that was a course.
0: I just launched a
1: successful course. Um, It became super fun, super flowy, the lowest lowest way to work with me uh, ever right now. Um, I did a bit of an upsell, so there's still a one-on-one component. If people wanted a bit more access to me, Mm -hmm. they were able to do that. But I've now pivoted my model that way, and I'll probably relaunch my course a few times this year now
0: yeah oh awesome tell everybody about your course because i thought it was so cool thank you so it is a six
1: week business foundations course to really get your first few clients um it's called the five figure lunch break (laughs) and it's really taking all of the strategy the tactics the foundational things that i teach in high way higher level programs but My goal is to give this to the masses. Now, like all these things I've learned, acquired, whatever it might be. I was like, cool, I'm going to take all of it, put it into something where they can fly through it, have the foundations, go back to it at their level, Um, but really just start the being embodiment around that. So yeah, six weeks, there's a ton of videos workbooks. I'm very, very prescriptive. So it's literally like, do this, do that, do this, do that. Um, cause I know at the beginning people want that now, So mm-hmm. I'm, I tap into the corporate strengths there. There's Excel documents for all of that. Because mm-hmm. people love Excel and organization. Um, and then yeah, we go from there.
0: Oh, so good. Yeah. I love that idea. It's, it's so much more expansive cause I know like a lot of people, if you're in like a nine to five job or something similar, you know, sometimes you're in that job with people who are at their lunch break complaining about their job, you know, and your, your mindset is absorbing all of the garbage from other people and their limited thoughts and limited ideas about life. So if you can instead plug in and work on your business in your lunch break and, you know, like, have not only looking forward to five o'clock, but you're looking forward to 12 o'clock, right? So that you have this opportunity, like you're excited to go to work because you'll get to work on your side hustle, (laughs) right? And it's funny, like that's how it started. So I
1: was actually in San Francisco for LinkedIn and um, someone wanted to schedule a podcast with me, but I had stuff all mornings, all evenings. And I'm like, I have zero time, but I was like, wait, you know what? The lunch break is mine. I can choose to do it how I want. Yeah. And so that was, I actually thought how many other women are thinking about their business on their lunch break yeah. on Facebook, on their lunch break. And that's when it came to be like, you know, I do videos that are like 30 minutes or less and then 30 minutes execution, but you could actually do this on your lunch break.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, I remember talking about flow, I like this all goes together. Don't worry. I will, like I say, land the plane here, (laughs) but I remember doing all my work as quickly as I could, but you know, like in working smart, you know, like doing all the things as smart as I could so that I could finish all my work as quickly as I could and then work on my business with all the rest of the free time before, you know, my kids woke up from their nap, you know, being in sales, I had a lot of flexibility. I was, I was in a nine to five, but I worked from home. So anytime I finished early, I went and worked on my business and it was so great, you know, and I can only imagine being in an office setting where you're like, Oh God, I'm stuck here for an hour. Like they make me take a break and you can at least use it in the, you know, use it in a profitable way yeah yeah and everybody's like damn she was smart she didn't sit here bitching with us for that hour she was building this business this whole entire time building your baby you're like Mm -hmm. yeah take that sally in accounting
1: (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) oh
0: my god i love it oh man okay but i let me go back to the comments yeah shannon said that's why i quit clinical practice and moved to corporate Oh, tell us more. And Deborah sa- Deborah D. Pachito says, "I need to catch up. Love these, and she's on a break at work. See, look, this is perfect. I love it. This is great." <laughs> so well, is there any are any other things coming to mind that are like your last last tips that you have for someone in this position where? They're sitting there, um, you know, in their corporate job, nine to five. And they're like, yes, I'm ready to do it. And all the things.
1: Yeah, I think it's really like, and this is going to sound so cliche, but decide. Mm -hmm. Like truly have ownership that you're deciding to do this. Hell Mm -hmm. or high water. Not like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm going to see it's going to work. Like watch your words and just be like, I've decided to do this. and and tell someone like speak out loud. That means it has to happen, right? Like they say that about weight loss journey, like tell your best friend, you're going to do this, have them hold you accountable. So find the accountability, tell someone like, this is my true passion. This is how I want to exist in the world, how I want to help people decide that you're going to do it. And then just like make an action plan, make a game plan and do it. Keep doing it because the more you say you're going to do it and then don't, you break self-trust and then We all know how self-trust goes. As soon as you break self-trust, you are like, should I invest in myself? Should I not? And it becomes this whole spiral. I'm not good enough to now. I didn't do my to-do list. It's like, cool. Like, let's give ourselves permission to decide we're going to do it. However we get there, however long it's going to take us to get there, that's totally okay. We're allowed to change our mind a million different times, but just know that you're going to do it. Like have a knowingness about it. When you have a knowingness that you're going to succeed, like Cassie, like when we were together, she's like, no, this is what I'm doing. And I have, like, I know it's going to work and not everything feels easy all the time. And maybe like I didn't get this client at the time I wanted, but you knew that you were just going to keep doing the things. And like, we don't need to be overnight successes. Like we right. see all these people who are overnight successes. We compare ourselves then, but it's like, maybe that doesn't have to exist. Why does it have to be one or the other? Like, why can't it be like, okay to take a year or two years? Like, that's okay. But just know you're not going to give up, decide that you're going to keep doing this no matter what happens.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. I don't think we could end on any better. T- <laughs> that was awesome. I love it. I love it. Oh yes. She says, I want to do that. Please tell me what to do, Carla. <laughs> you're funny. Tell me, tell you what to do. Let me make sure that I'm not, um, I'm not like disregarding your comments. <laughs> I think she means like about, is it about, was that what I I said about, you know, being in the corporate job or quitting? You'll have to let me know. Clarify (laughs) that. Shanna says fantastic. Yeah, you can. Yeah. We have like a 20 second delay. So sometimes like the comments come in later after our conversation, but I think it was about like working on your lunch break or quitting or, so let me know, Carla. So I don't, you know, forget your comment. oh my god that was so good it's so true though like once you make that decision and then you it's it it sends that signal inside yourself and to the universe to that everything is going to happen one way or another and you know it was a big shift for me to go from like well if this works out to um Yes, this is working out, you know, because I remember being in the car and being like, well, if this, you know, business thing works out, then that'll be great. But then like a year later, I was like, in Bali, like, yes, this is working out one way or another. And things that look like that are always going to propose. It's like,
1: if you're just like, oh, well, if I lose weight doing this, that'd be great. And you're never going to like, you're just going to pop those M&Ms, right? Like if it's not a conscious decision to be like, no, this is happening. It's period. It happens. (laughs) Yeah,
0: for sure. Yes, yes. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. And if you have other you know, offers and things going on right now that they can take advantage of. That'd be great. This is your, part. yeah, <laughs> wonderful.
1: So I'm probably most active on Instagram, Cara Barone, C-A-R-A. Um, and then I have a Facebook group that is a dope community. So we'll, we do lots of free trainings in there. That's corporate women building business. So those would be the two platforms, but, um, after this call, like, feel free to send me a message connected with me and I'll probably respond quicker on Instagram just to be truthful. But like, if there's any follow-up questions for sure, happy to say that you saw me on here so I can b- bump it up into the feed. Yeah. Um, so the offer I have right now, I will be relaunching my course at some point. So that's for the newer entrepreneur, um, for the people who are already making money who want to start scaling I have a mastermind. I have two spots left. So that's going to be a six month mastermind. There will be a retreat mm-hmm. when I'm not positive, whenever this coronavirus goes away. Mm-hmm. So I have about, um, we'll be starting that very soon. So that is the big one. The mastermind super, super excited for that. It's a next level mastermind. So
0: let me know if anyone's interested. Uh, do you know where your retreat's going to be
1: or we i want to do bali but yeah. i have a lot of people from the state so we might be doing california
0: oh we'll bali would be so great though
1: <laughs> i don't know if everyone wants to travel like you do so we, we shall see yeah
0: it was worth it though it was worth every single hour on the airplane I know. yes for sure I know. Mm-hmm. So i'll pull the group thanks so much we'll see you all tomorrow thanks Bye. guys Bye. Thank Bye. Thanks a million for choosing to push play on another episode of the Manifestation Queen podcast. You truly amaze me. And if this episode blew your mind, then please leave a five-star rating and a quick review on iTunes so more people like you can become Manifestation Queens too. See you next time.